Welcome to the Blue Mound United Methodist Church podcast. My name is Pastor Jacob, and we are in the process of launching our digital ministry. Uh, We want you to subscribe and to provide feedback as we work towards doing this better. Our goal is to enrich your faith beyond our walls through sermons, interviews, and Bible studies. We hope that you'll be patient with us and offer us a little grace as we work out the kinks in the recording process. In the month of September, we are doing our Stewardship Emphasis Sermon Series. It's a series that we title Upholding the Church. We start with prayers, go to presence, we go to service, gifts, and witness in that order. So today's episode is Upholding the Church in Prayer. It's a discussion on what it means to uphold the church in prayer and what it means as Methodists when we commit to do that. Let's pick up with the scripture reading. The reading this morning, it comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Hear now the word of the Lord. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, the thieves, the rogues, the adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the Holy Scripture. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Let's pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks this morning that you have given so generously to us this place to worship you, your scriptures to provide us wisdom and guidance of how to live. We ask that you would speak to us now through through this message that, that they would not just be words from a pastor, but words from you, God, so that we might enter into life so that we might be forgiven of our sins and so that we might share your gospel with the whole world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Prayer. Upholding the church in prayer. So I want to begin by saying that the concept of upholding something is an interesting concept. And by the way, that language is directly from the membership vow for the United Methodist Church. Uh, we pray to, we, we commit that we will uphold the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. And technically, if you joined the Methodist Church before 1996, you may not have said the word witness. Uh, they changed it. Uh, they added that um, later on. And so uh, hopefully you've at least participated in the congregational response to somebody else joining the church since then. 
uh, in which the word would be included. And so uh, our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. And so each Sunday this month, we're going to be talking about what it means to do those things. So our passages today, both uh, from the Old and New Testaments, are passages about prayer. They're about how we are to pray. One, even a specific instruction from Jesus. So the concept of upholding something. Now, when I think of holding something up, I think literally about like trying to reach those things that are above my head, right? Anybody else? No? What do you think of, Josh? Well, what upholding means, like, it's kind of like preserving it. Like kind of preserving it? Yeah. So who knows that the definition contains the word to support and defend? The upholding means to support and defend. It doesn't necessarily mean something that's above your head. Um, but I do kind of like the imagery uh, of something above my head, right? Because if something's above my head, where am I in relation to it? I'm below it, right? And, and for me, at least, I like the imagery that, that what, what I'm supporting is something that is greater even than myself. And I just like that visual of it because sometimes, just sometimes, I, I get confused in my daily life and in my interactions with the world around me that, that I just might be on, on somebody else's shoulders. Right? If, if I'm upholding the church, I'm not above it. If I'm upholding the church, I'm not pushing it down. If I'm upholding the church, I'm making it greater than myself. Are y'all with me? Yes. Okay. Uh, and so to uphold anything, my definition is to support and defend it against other things. Now, when I think of the church, I think of that, that scripture that says um, that even the gates of hell can't come against it, right? So there's nothing, uh, according to scripture, that is stronger or can defeat uh, the power of God through God's church, right? Are y'all awake this morning? Yes. yes. Okay, good, good job. Uh, okay, so when I, when I think of the church, I think of the church as something of strength. I think of it as something that has the, the power and the, the boldness, the audacity to stand on its own. Right? So in some way, I, I think it doesn't need me to defend it. It doesn't need me to support it. That the church is so fantastic that when I am tired, when I am weary, when I am worn, when I am in need, that it can be something that upholds me. Right? We want a church that does those things. Right? We, we would want to be in a church that, that you can have a bad day. You can have a bad week. You can have a bad month. And you can be in a place where people will love you and support you. 
that this is a place where you can be vulnerable enough to be supported when you need to. And I've got good news for you. God is strong enough that the church is strong enough to support you. You have friends, you have relatives, you have brothers and sisters in Christ in these pews that have prayed, that have committed, that have vowed to uphold the church with its prayers, presence, gift, service, and witness. Now, then I go back to things that I have learned as a child. Uh, I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world, yes, we're the church together. <laughs> so the thing is that if, if I'm having a season of life where I need to be upheld and defended, that there are others who will uphold and defend me. And I likewise will uphold and defend them. Has anybody ever done the group team building exercises? A couple of you? Well, there's this really interesting one where you get a group of at least like eight people or more. Uh, and you have them sit on each other. Does that sound like fun to anybody out there? No. Yeah. Uh, most team building exercises uh, are, are not a whole lot of fun unless you're just completely sold out to, to try and get something out of them. And they are uh, things that you get something out of when you try to get something out of them. And so uh, the first thing that, that you typically see a group of teenagers do is they stand in a line and they kind of try and sit on each other and then the person in the back falls down and then it's just a domino effect, right? And then sometimes they'll like try and angle themselves and like sit on one another's knee, but then again, still, there's somebody in the back that falls down and, and the whole thing goes down. It's not until they sit in a circular pattern, or they line up in a circular pattern and sit down at a uniform time, that they are all able to support one another. When we support the church, when we uphold the church, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's all of us together, simultaneously humbling ourselves to be there for our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's uplifting them in prayer. I don't know how I'd make it through a day without prayer. Now, some days, uh, my prayers are a little different than others. In different seasons of my life, my prayers have been a little different than others. I like to think of uh, back in, when I was beginning of my career in church work, when I was in my uh, early 20s. One of my favorite things uh, to remember about, about what the Bible says and about prayer is, have you ever heard any uh, person say, you got to pray with the boldness of the apostles in Acts? They didn't throw those qualifiers on the end of their prayers, if it's your will, God. They didn't do that. They prayed with boldness, right? They, and they just spoke things into action. They just, they just 
said, uh, he, you be healed, and then the person was healed, not be healed if it's God's will. And, and the, the 20-something-year-old Jacob would have said, well, because we can know God's will, and when we line our prayers up with God's will, we should be able to speak boldly and have powerful prayers. Right? Well, I, I don't necessarily think that that's wrong, but there's a more powerful prayer that I've come to know. And it's the one that the tax collector uplifted. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. In fact, in the very early church, it was considered, it was considered the Jesus prayer. Uh, now, there's the Lord's Prayer that begins with our Father, but the Jesus Prayer is a lot uh, simpler. It says, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I've gone through seasons where I've, I've uh, tried to make this a part of my daily routine. In fact, if you hear me take a deep breath, chances are I'm saying that prayer. Because the thing is, that is a bold prayer. That is perhaps one of the most trusting prayers that I can think of. You're going to the most powerful God, the only God, God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-everything, and you're confessing. I'm a sinner. You're saying that I am in need of mercy. And if we say that we are in need of mercy, how can we help but to show mercy to one another? Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. A sinner. How many of you uh, have gone to a police officer and said, uh, I need to let you know that I have been speeding and I want you to let me off? How many of you uh, would go, uh, <coughs> how many of you would go down to the county courthouse, schedule an appointment with a judge and say, I have not been using my blinker at the stop sign in front of my house. It's absurd to think that we would confess our sins because we don't do it in this life. We don't do it around justice things. When it has to do with law, when we fear punishment, we're, we're uh, I, you know, the cop doesn't need to know that I change lanes without signaling. But uh, I'm just keeping up with the pace of traffic. <laughs> How does that translate into church life? Well, God, I, I don't need to confess. I don't need to confess this aspect of what you've asked me to do. I don't need to confess that I've not had Sabbath in years. 
I don't need to confess that I've uh, prayed. God, thank goodness I'm not like that. But the, the thing is, we do. We need to pray, and we need to confess, and we need to support and uplift one another. Because the same way that God answers our prayers for mercy, so we are the answer to one another's prayers for mercy. How many of you will go to your friend or neighbor and say, I have hurt you and I'm sorry. And I need you to support and defend me, even though I've wronged you. How many of us will go to somebody that we cannot stand to be in the same room with, Cowboys fans and Eagles fans, and say, I need you to be the church for me. I need you to be the love and grace of God for me. Because when we uphold the church, we're not upholding a building. We're not trying to be the foundation. We're not, there's not a great weight of structure placed on our shoulders. It's not something that's going to crush us. It's something that we support, and in turn, it supports us, just like a group of people sitting in a circle on one another's laps. To uphold the church in prayer, it, it calls for these things. Humility, boldness, a little bit of desperation, and a lot of bit of trust. When we trust that God will hear our prayers, when we trust that one another will hear our prayers, that's when we'll pray. When we're desperate enough to know that we're in need of God, a power greater than us, who, who can and does work through the lives of one another, that's when we will uphold the church with our prayers. Boldness, humility, a little bit of desperation, and a lot of bit of trust. That's how we uphold the church in our prayers. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it for this episode of Blue Mound Methodist Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to reach out in any way, please send us an email at office at bluemoundumc.org. We'd love to hear from you. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I want to challenge you to share this blessing with others by investing and inviting if you know someone who has been blessed by this message, invite them to listen directly or by sharing on social media. Or, you can make an investment in this digital ministry by going to bluemoundumc.org give to help expand the reach of the gospel message. God bless.